Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Morning Coffee Podcast, the show where we get down and dirty with real talk about grief. I am your host, Brooke Carlock. Thank you so much for joining us, and let's get to the show. All right, guys, what's up? So, morning coffee. This is a new thing. I'm giving it a whirl, doing a live stream. We'll see how it goes. So the plan is weekly. It'll either be me or me and a special guest. And it's honestly just a super casual chat to talk about grief stuff. And you are welcome to chime in in the comments and let me know if you have any questions. If you have any questions for our guest, anything that you want to talk about. And yeah, we'll just see what happens. All right. This is it's woefully underprepared. Yeah. Um dangerous a little bit too. Yeah, a little dangerously underprepared. <laughs> I really don't know what I'm talking about all that much. So I mean, not that I don't know what I'm talking about, but I have nothing planned really. So we'll we'll kind of see what happens. Yeah. All right. Okay, so we're gonna start with what we are drinking because it's morning coffee, but I'm the only one drinking coffee. So this is my protein coffee. This is what I drink every time pretty much I'm on camera and I have it every single morning and it's delicious, but it barely tastes like coffee. Honestly, <laughs> it's not really coffee. It's more like minty chocolate milk with a little bit of coffee in it, I would say. Yes. All right. I would agree. You can explain what yeah. you're drinking. I'm just drinking some Earl Grey with some honey. It's, it's every day. Disgusting tea. No, it's good. People actually coffee. drink tea. Yes. That don't There's live a in whole England. That loves it. I know. Yeah. People watch Ted Lasso. I'm Ted Lasso. Like, no. It's like dirty water. Super gross. Do you still put like 10,000 tons of sugar in it? No, I use honey. That's it? Honey is it? What? Oh, yeah, that's an improvement. Yeah. Unless I run out of honey and then I got to put something else in. He used to put like. So much sugar. It's like your teeth are going to fall out of your head. It's from the peppermint and whipped cream and chocolate lady. It is sugar free, <laughs> sugar free whipped cream. And the peppermint extract doesn't have any sugar in it. Okay. It's designed to be healthy. All right. Yeah. With a protein healthy. shake that is also sugar free. So Excellent. mine's honey. It's, it's all natural. It's my healthy beverage. Thank you very much. Right. Okay, we should probably talk about grief. Grief. Okay, so if you don't know <clears throat> who David is from watching my videos, uh, he is the star of my number one video on YouTube, which I think we're almost at like 18,000 views. Wow. And still it was like, is it over a year ago? Yeah, well, at least. Yeah, it was over a year ago and it is still my number one watched video every single week, which is mm -hmm. kind of crazy. So you've got oh, some- every week? People every week, it. yeah. Every week when I check my analytics, that is the number one watched video. So people like to see men cry. People like you, yeah, people do like to see men cry. It's good to see men cry. It is, I, it's healthy. I've had lots of people tell me that too. So yeah. anyway, so yes, the star of my number one video. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, if you don't know, David is Libby's father and my ex-husband. Um, awkward. <laughs> it's, it's weirdly unawkward, mm. honestly. <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, here we are. But we, you know, 
doing our thing. We get along, I think, better than a lot of divorced couples. But that's probably because of my parents. <laughs> yeah, we had very different different experiences with divorce. My parents are divorced too, but theirs was very amicable and uh, focused on us as the kids and being the primary thing. And that was important to us when we got divorced. So and I think we did a good job with it. I think so too. If you don't know, my parents were divorced and it was horrible, like horrible, horrible. And I was the middle child and I had to be the go-between between my parents, like keeping the peace between them because my mom would not communicate with my dad, would not be anywhere where he was, wouldn't be in the same room with him. So <clears throat> she missed pretty much everything <laughs> in our lives, like every big event. She didn't go to weddings or birthday parties. You know, she missed our kids' birthday parties um, all because she wouldn't be anywhere near my dad. So that or we did have sometimes we coordinated it where she would hide down the road and then yeah, it was a giant pain in the butt. So dad when, left, we'd call her and be like, You can come now. Yeah. You know, so it's safe. Silly, the coast is clear. It was ridiculous. And I always had to be the middleman and I hated it. So it was like a hmm, yeah. Not enjoyable. So it taught me what not to do yeah. when I got divorced. So Yes, we just sort of vowed like we are never doing that to our kids and put the kids first. Right. And yeah, and just sort of stayed friends. Ooh, electric gummy. Hi. Good morning. Yeah. I don't know if you want me to say your name. I know who you are, but hello. <laughs> it is good to see you. And I hope my advice was helpful this week. So yeah. All right. So we are going to talk, I guess, grief. And the one thing we did know that we wanted to talk about is <clears throat> the idea of the the second year and how it compares to the first year. Yeah. So it, there's kind of different camps. Some people think the first year is the hardest. And once you get through all those firsts, that things get a little bit easier. And a lot of people say the second year is the worst because everything's kind of the shock has worn off. And then it's <clears throat> just really realizing that your person is gone. Excuse yeah. me. <clears throat> yeah, I think that's um, that was one of the the big things. I know uh, early on we went to a couple group sessions for grief um, for parents, and that was one of the things that people said was like the second year is a lot worse. And I was sitting there thinking, no, I how could it be worse? Yeah, how like, could it, be how worse? Could it freaking be worse? Now keep in mind, Brooke and I went into that session very early, like even to the point where the people in that group said it's maybe a little too early for you to be here. But yeah. Brooke is someone who has to research and, and dive into it. So we did. And, and it was, it was good. There were, it was definitely a different perspective. Um, you know, meeting parents that had lost their kids at, you know, infancy all mm -hmm. the way up to like in their forties and stuff like that. So to realize what, it helped me realize, I think, that grief is not one size fits all. Oh, grief not at all. is very different. Yeah. You know, I remember thinking, how how can you compare, you know, an, an an infant that was lost, you know, three months? You don't even know. They don't even have a personality at that point, really, a whole lot. You know, in my mind, that's what I was thinking. But what what I didn't think about was 
the the dreams you know all the dreams that we had for Libby mm-hmm. you know at 10 um all the things that we wanted to see her do those parents lost everything they yeah. we got 10 years they they got nothing um so it, it's it's all very different grief is different for everybody regardless of whether it's a child uh, or a parent, uh, you know, you, you have, it's all about the relationship you have with the person that you've lost. Yeah. And that really, that kind of sets the tone for everything. All the grief stuff that I've learned, I, I have definitely learned because I think at the beginning you kind of, like I said, when we were new to it and we went to those groups, it was very easy to be judgmental and look at other people and be like, wait, like your child was like, 30 something 40 something like you got Mm -hmm. all that time that can't possibly be as bad as us and the same thing with like you know the miscarriages and the infant loss it's like well you didn't even get to know your child and then yeah from doing all of my grief work and Mm -hmm. the more parents that you meet that have have lost children and even people who have lost i mean not even child related like Mm -hmm. i learned with parent for me libby's death was so much more difficult than losing my parents but i'm sure a lot of that is because i didn't have the kind of relationship that some people do with their parents you know like there are people i i know lots of people that talk to their mom on the phone every single day and you know multiple times a day and that was never me but i can i can imagine now like losing that relationship so everyone's grief is so personal like I've definitely learned not to judge my grief is worse or better than yours. Your grief is your own grief. It's all it. There's no better or worse. It all just sucks. It's just, it all makes you feel the same way. Yeah. And it's, there's a big difference too. I think the other thing that I recognized in, in talking with people is people who lose somebody suddenly versus a Mm long-term type thing like that's a very different thing and 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 we've talked about it before like is it better to not have that those moments to say goodbye or is it better to just be gone i, I don't i don't know i still don't know and i i, I mean they both suck so yeah that's, it it's you know i mean i did the long-term thing with my mom right you had you had both with your dad you know nobody knew my dad had, we had no idea that he you know he died a heart attack on the side of the road, total surprise, no early indicators that that was going to happen. It was just, he seemed invincible and then he was gone. Mm-hmm. And, but then my mom with her pancreatic cancer, just long drawn out chemo and radiation and surgeries and yeah. constant appointments. And then the whole way to hospice and having to make the decision, you know, what to do with her because she was never going to be the same. It was just, that was they're both terrible (laughs) they really are that's why i said you can't judge they're both they're terrible in different ways and i honestly don't know which i don't either i don't know that one is better than the other i think they are just both terrible and then you've got a a different one too like my my aunt my cousin passed away he got wasn't feeling well got went into the doctor got diagnosed with leukemia at 46 Mm -hmm. 47 and within a week he was dead so it's like you there you get a little bit of time but it shouldn't be happening to a 46 47 year old it just shouldn't shouldn't yeah. be happening um and she she says to me all the time like am i doing it right 
there, there is no, there right. is no right. <laughs> it's whatever works for you. Yeah. Do, do you, that's, that's really what you have to do because, and you know, we talked about second year. I'm, I'm hundred percent feeling that I thought it was something that, you know, I couldn't feel any worse, but I've, found new ways to feel worse. Yeah. So. Okay. So let's get into that. So like we were saying, when we did go to those early grief groups, it, it definitely was like, they warned us, but we're like, the, I mean, when you're in that, you're thinking there's no possible way that it could get worse than this first year, but yet somehow life just keeps on giving. <laughs> and yeah. it's a different kind of worse. They're both terrible. But I think in that second year, the, like I said, the shock wears off. The shock wears off. And I think the reality sets in you, you, you know, that first year you're still in this kind of newness, almost like a relationship where, you know, it's, it's all new and it's not exciting per se, but it's all happening for that first time. Um, and then that second year hits in and you're like, wow, this is, this is my life now. Like it's, mm -hmm it's not the same. And, and, you know, we've had some very significant changes, you know, since Libby passed in that second year, both of us moving. That's what I was going to um, say. So talk us through some of the, some yeah. of the reasons why it's worse. So, you know, we have the, the two boys, they're both older. Max is going to be 21 in January. He's graduated school. He's, uh, He's an adult and it's kind of weird. Are you crying already? <laughs> already. We need to clock that one. Yeah, how, how, how long? I'm just kidding. He's a crier. I am. Which I really love about you. So that's good. Cry away. No, but it's it's a... I'll be totally stoic and jokey the entire time. And then after I turn off the camera, then I'll cry. Yeah. No. It's a it's a pride thing. That's what gets me with Max. Like mm -hmm. He's, he's such a good kid. He's, you know, had to deal with this and to see where he's at now is just pride. That's what it is. Um, so I, I like seeing that. Um, and that, that's a completely different thing for us. You know, we, we thought we were going to have Libby for years. We didn't think we were done with the little kids. Yeah. Um, and it's gone. Yeah. Just like so that. just for reference, if there's anyone that's watching this that doesn't know, because we keep sort of jumping. referencing and jumping to this. So our 10-year-old daughter, Libby, died in a car accident. And our son, Max, who was 18 at the time, was driving the car. And it was pronounced his fault, basically, because he ran through a stop sign at a busy intersection and they were hit by a truck. Um, but there's more to the story than that, because he, um, he drives like a grandma. Like people ask all the time, like, are you angry at him? How do you deal with that, you know, situation with your son going through the stop sign and your daughter dying? And, and I tell people with Max, it's so easy not to feel anything because he is such a good he is a giant teddy bear. He was so anal about his car, like making sure everything was running correctly, making sure everything was safe. And what happened was his check engine light came on and 
it freaked him out. So he had called you yeah. right to, yeah. to see what he should do because he didn't want to drive with the check engine light on. And David had told him to pull into a farmer's market that was right across the street from where they got hit. And he must've just been distracted. And I mean, it was trying right. to get there. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a distraction. I mean, between the, the, the lights and stuff that were coming on on his car. He and I were on the phone. We were just getting ready to hang up. I hear Libby scream. Next thing you know, the phone goes dead. And, you know, that was, again, is an accident. I, I thought that from day one. I didn't, you know, when you go to that location, you can tell, you know, the only way it happens is Max pulls out in front of the truck. We knew that from the beginning that it had to be Max's fault. Um, but all we ever told him was it was an accident. And I tell him now I would put her time. back in the car with him in a heartbeat. Yeah. I wouldn't think about it. I would have done it the next day. Yeah. It, it, I wouldn't have had a second thought. No. He's, he's just that kind of kid. Yeah. He's a, he's always been a good driver. It just was an accident. It sucks, but it was an accident. And one that unfortunately he's somewhat has to live with for the rest of his life, you know? So, um, that'll play into it, but you know, that going, going kind of back to what we were talking about. I mean, it's just, we, from that moment, your life changes dramatically. Um, that first year, the first, everything, you know, going through the funeral, it's all a whirlwind. Um, you know, for us, we were dealing with insurance and, you know, I'm sitting like there thinking like, shit you have to do. What, what do I, I don't want any of this to do with anything. But at the end of the day, you know, we were, you know, we were given a settlement from the insurance company and that was not something that, you know, we were looking for whatsoever. It was just part of my policy. My max was on my insurance and you know, that allowed us to, to start live like Libby. It, it, it gave us a, a little bit of a starting fund there. Brooke and I obviously used some of that money as well to pay off some debts and things like that and to buy new houses. And for me, it, makes it sound like we, got, no, no, I, we by no means got rich from this. No, it could have been where we could have. No, I didn't buy a house with all cash. Yeah. I was, was going to say like, I put a down payment. On still house. got a mortgage. Yeah. We could have gone after, I guess the, the truck driver, um, because there was an issue with his car, but the police told us that that issue did not cause the accident. And it would basically just be money chasing. Yeah. And he yeah. felt terrible. I mean, obviously. And he was going 10 miles under the Yeah, line. he did everything he was yeah. supposed to do. So we didn't feel comfortable with that. So, yeah, we just got what we got from his insurance policy for Max. But, yeah, by no, I just wanted to clarify. No. That we're by no means no, no, no. Like, I, I, I <laughs> buying think... houses. <laughs> right. It... Like, I paid off debt, basically. with Right. We yeah. were, we were able to, again, we look, you know, it's hard. Cause we, I look at it as here's Libby still providing for us. You know, we were both Absolutely. obviously single parents, you know, uh, when, when we separated, I was living with my mom and her husband for three years. Um, and that was not a plan. That was not what I wanted to do. Um, 
you know, uh, I appreciate my mom and, and her husband allowing me to stay there, but that wasn't my plan. I wanted to have a house where I could take the kids. And that leads to this year and the yeah. changes of, you know, Max graduating college, getting a real job, being an adult, Grayson graduating high school, um, living now currently in my basement. Um, and and me settling into life and a life in a house that I would not be able to afford had I not gotten the money from Libby's death. And right now I sit in my house by myself because the boys kind of do their own thing. And I've got too much time to think. And I sit there and think, wow, you've got this great house and you have nobody to really share it with. I mean, the boys are there, but they're not. And if Libby were alive, she'd be sitting right beside me and we'd be, or we wouldn't be there. We'd be out doing something, but I would be able to enjoy that house with Libby. Yeah. And I, and I can't because she's not there. And then I go to a completely worse place where I say, Oh, you got this house with blood money. That's how I look at it. Oh. And so that's where I'm struggling a lot right now. Like I, I had an wow, idea of what that you felt that way. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. So it's. See, I look at it like, a, I mean. I do. I can look I at it I used all as, the money to, to pay off debt, which was like lifting a thousand pound weight off of my shoulders because I had, you know, was, I went through a second divorce and that cost money. I mean, it was a whole thing. And it was like, here, here we go, Libby. Libby doing more for me, you know? <laughs> and, and I, I do see that as well. I, I look at it that way at times too, but then there, you know, I'll be thinking that part of it where I think, Oh, Libby, I, I wouldn't have this without you. I, I love you. I miss you. I wish you were here with me. I wish we were, you know, watching big hero six together again. And we can't. And that's where it goes to the guilt of, you know, I wouldn't have any of this if it weren't for her. And I can look at it one side logically going, this is her just, you know, still providing and it's, it sucks, but it is, it's okay. It's, it's, it's what happened in life yeah. um, to the other side of it, which is, well, you wouldn't have this if she weren't dead and that sucks. And that's a lot of what I've been struggling with a lot lately. The houses, you know, I go home to my house after work and I don't have anybody else in the house. Uh, you know, like I said, the boys are there, but they're not there. They're, they're <laughs> teenage or 20 year old. He's getting the taste of plays. living with the teenage boys now. Yeah. And, I, and again, it's not, they're, they're adults at this point. I don't need them. I don't need them to hang out with me all the time, yeah. but at the same time, I don't have a relationship. I'm not in a relationship with anybody. And, uh, so, you know, besides you coming over once a week for watching a show or something that we do, you know, I go out with friends, but I don't have somebody that is there with me on a day to day basis. And that I'm struggling with that idea. But I, not that I want a relationship, but I want Libby there instead. Libby, that you was want the, Libby? That was the plan. Yeah, I'm the, the same plan way. Was, I didn't, I'm, I'm not looking for a relationship. I want my daughter back. I want my daughter sitting beside me or uh, with me to enjoy this house. Yeah. And, and I don't, that was always the plan. I you knew the know, boys yeah. would potentially be gone. And I, 
you know, when I, I was thinking about my long-term plan, you know, after we got divorced, it wasn't, oh, I'm going to buy a house and it's going to be the boys and Libby and I hanging out and have this place to go. It was, it was more, the boys are going to be gone, the boys are, yeah. you know, because of their age. Well, and they were already kind of doing their own thing. Right. You and know, and again, died, so... you had the bigger house. I wasn't expecting to buy, you know, anything exorbitant. I just, I needed a room for them to crash if they wanted to, but yeah. I needed a room for Libby. That was always my thought process was Libby was the one that needed a place to go and come visit with me. Yeah. And, and now I have this place and I don't have Libby and it's fucking stupid. <laughs> it's yeah, it is. Yeah. It's uh, you have to understand Libs like she made everything better. She just she wasn't and I know she was 10 and everybody can think like yeah when your kids 10 they still want to hang out with you but like she she was just different and like if you met her you'd understand like she wanted to be with people like she mm -hmm. loved to do stuff with us. If I was running errands like she would come with me. She was just my buddy. Like she mm -hmm. just loved spending time with us and she loved to go out hiking with him. And like, she was always up for anything yeah. and didn't want to be on her own. She wanted to be with you. So, I mean, I called her my barnacle cause she just followed me everywhere, yeah. but it made everything so much fun and made it seem like it had a purpose. And when you think you have so many more years of that and then it's just gone, it's just like, yeah. what the hell? Like what? Everything's so weird and lonely. Yeah. Like, I think that's the reality that's really setting in for me at this point is, you know, all of all of what I thought I was going to have for another eight years um, is, is gone. Yeah. And, and I don't know what to do. Like I had, you know, in my mind, I had eight years of this is going to be my life. And I didn't, you know, I'm not a. I'm not a planner. I'll tell you. I wing everything. Um, and, you know, so my my goal was just to have a place for the kids to go and to hang out with Libs for the next eight years. Because, you know, at that point we were we only had Grayson for another year in high school and Max would be off college doing who knows what, wherever. But I always assumed they'd the boys would stay with you because you had the bigger house and I would just get Libby on the weekends and maybe the boys would show up for a dinner or something like that. But, yeah. Um, and now I've got a tiny house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No more big house. Yeah. It's, it's, um, life is just not what we expected. And no. I think that's, that's where that second year comes in. It's just reality. You know, the, again, I kind of go back to the, a new relationship where it's all, it's all new and and you're going through all these new events um and then it's just settling into life yeah. and it's not not what that first year was it's reality now like this is real yeah i think for me it because i was still in that same house you know that libby had lived with me in and she, she lived with me full time and then saw David Wednesday evenings and then every other weekend. Um, so the majority of the time she was with me and because she lived in that house, I had so many memories in that house. So then all of like the birthdays and holidays and all that kind of stuff that happened still in that house were... <clears throat> 
I think that first year a little bit harder for me, but then like you said, this year, the second year is so it's just different. It's so different that that is what's making it so hard for me because now I live by myself in my tiny house and it's like, uh, do I even bother decorating for Christmas? Like no one's going to see it, <laughs> you know? And before it was all about the kids. Like I loved holidays. Right. I mean, you know, like I always have been Did like you? a holiday guru and yeah. go all out with the holidays and, you know, do probably too much. And, and now it's just like, is there a point to any of that? Yeah. And it's, it's gotta be a little harder even for you too, because not only have you lost Libby, but you've lost your mom as well, which she was, you know, again, you go back to some of the family traditions that we had you know, yeah. Thanksgiving dinner and where we did I, Thanksgiving dinner and Christmas and your, your mom's Christmas Eve party. Like, all of those things are ending. It's all gone now. Like, this year is all gone. gone. And like, like everything even, is different. Like I don't even know what to do. Like my my family's going Thanksgiving somewhere else. You guys mm -hmm. are going to Thanksgiving somewhere else. So I'm just gonna be chilling at home on Thanksgiving by myself. And it's it's a very weird thing. It's it's well, not no, 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 no. So well, no, we that's not what I'm, that's not what I'm saying. I just it, it's that's the new reality. The yeah, reality is weird. this is this is no longer I don't have those things anymore. Um and I miss them. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I miss them very much. Um it's just it's weird. It's really it's weird and it's it's hitting home that you know I, I assume you're I know you're feeling it as much as you may yeah. not want to admit how much you're feeling it this this is very very different for you you have never lived by yourself so this i freely is, admit <laughs> yeah this is something i know you are definitely struggling with as much as you don't want to admit how much it, it is i think you're enjoying certain aspects of it yeah but I, I certainly i can tell just in our conversation well, because it's like you that, said with the expectations i it, my entire life, I expected to have a big family. Right. And you know what I mean? Like when we got married and all those years that we were together, it was like, we were going to grow old with our three kids and live in a house together. And I was going to make all the holiday dinners and yeah. get a giant Christmas tree and decorate like Martha Stewart. And like, that's who I was. That was my role. Like that was what I wanted for my future and now none of that exists so it's having to figure out who i am and and what my role is now and what i'm gonna do and yeah like you said like no all of this year every single tradition that i've ever done is gone like there's you really don't even have room to put. A no, tree we can't do any of the same stuff. And even like I said, even if I put up a tree, I would probably get a small one, but, right. but it's not going to be the same. And no one's going to see it, but me. So kind of like, who cares? You know what I mean? It's just yeah. a like, Oh, it's a lot of those kind of what's the point moments. So I told him that we had to go get a tree and put it at his house so that I can come and I can come and visit your tree. I would have gotten the tree regardless. But, I know, but, but it, you're right. It's it's not the same. I mean, it's just not. Yeah, it's just all. You know, last last Christmas, you know, we we had it really in our head of how bad it was going to be, and I think we made it worse. 
um, than it was initially. I think we thought it was going to be this really horrific event and, and, and it was, don't get me wrong. It was, it was terrible, but it wasn't, I don't think as bad as I thought it was going to be. I think this year is going to be, uh, absolutely. I think it's going to be as bad as we thought it was going to be last year in my mind. I think it is great. Yeah, I know. Merry freaking Christmas. Something to look forward to. Yeah. Uh, we tried so last year for Thanksgiving. We tried going away. We because we, that was the philosophy the first year. We're like, yeah. we we just knew everything was gonna suck. So we tried to prepare in advance and be like, okay, let's just do different things because nothing is going to be the same without Libby. So like for Thanksgiving, we went to the Poconos. And it was just different. Like it just wasn't, it, it was just like, eh, this is, this is traveling with two teenage boys. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really want to hang out with you all that much. Um, so yeah, that was just different. But I think this is, yeah, you're right. This is the first year that we're both kind of settled so, in our new places. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, all right, well, I guess this is the suckiness that is. I'm yeah. going to be forever. Like it's just not going to be the same anymore. And this is what it is now. So I am still going to like since the boys don't come over here really. We said we're still doing stockings, right? They said they still want to do stockings. Yeah. I mean I'm gonna make stockings because they love my stockings. So I'm gonna do the stockings for the boys and we'll still do the tree. It's just gonna be I'll make fun. dinner. Yeah. I mean, I'll do all. No, I, I think I'll make it, Christmas dinner. It is what it is. It's we're we're gonna find out. Yeah, that's that's really where we're at. Is we well, don't. There's know just what always it's that be. sense we of can... something missing. It's there's always that. I mean, you can plan for the best, but nothing takes away that hole in your heart. No, from her not being there. No. So I think it's like everything that I just tell tell my grievers and the people that I'm helping, like you, it's, it's not that the pain ever goes away and it's not that the pain ever gets easier. It's that you adjust to living with the pain and yeah. you get used to it and you kind of grow around that pain. Um, and that is, yeah, that's yeah. what you do. It's, um, <laughs> I think, uh, thank you, Karen. <laughs> I appreciate that. And yeah. Deanne, thanks. Here, we'll see if I can. So Deanne says, just love you two doing this together. My former spouse and I worked hard to co-parent. Also, kudos. Thank you for the transparency. You are very welcome. Yeah, we, I mean, we definitely had our issues and it took a little work to get us here, but we like I said, we just always put the kids first. And now mm -hmm. that the kids are grown and Libby is gone, we are, I tell people all the time, like he, cause people will say that, like, isn't it weird? Like mm -hmm. hanging out with your ex-husband. And I'm kind of like, no, because we're the only people that truly understand what it is like to have lost Libby. Right. I mean, yeah. And I think that's the key, you know, yeah. it's, it's not, it's not to, lose a person or a child it's it's libby uh, you know and i think that goes back to what i was saying earlier is you have a 
your relationship with the person you've lost is what dictates yeah, how, absolutely. Your, how your loss and grief goes. Um, and, you know, I say it to Brooke all the time. Um, I, I definitely think that it's harder for you because of her being the barnacle. Um, you know, I, unfortunately, because of my stupidity early on of working way too much and um, not being there as much as I should have for all three of the kids. But, you know, after the divorce, you obviously had every single day with them and you had Libby there every single day. And yeah. I didn't get that. And don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not saying I didn't have a great relationship with Libby. Oh my God, you had an amazing my relationship, relationship was li with Libby was very different than your relationship. Yeah. And so our grief is, is very different in some of the things um, that we do and how we feel and certain triggers that each of us have. Um, but I definitely know how much um, she meant to you uh, in a house full of all boys, mm. you know, with us and then with your second marriage, uh, bringing in a husband and a, a stepson, oh. you know, it was just four boys and two okay. girls. Yeah. And she was, you know, we she was at the dinner table. anchor. She was, she, <laughs> she was my life. Honestly, yeah. she really was. Uh, and, and always was from the time we found out we were having a girl like, yeah. Um, yeah, we'd sit at the table, the dinner table <laughs> when I was with my second husband and when all the, everybody would be there at the table and she and I would sit at the end next to each other and literally just have our own conversations because all the boys would be talking about video games or like, you know, some sort of movie thing that we didn't, <laughs> we had no idea what they were talking about. So we'd always just be like, so libs, <laughs> what are you doing? And we would just have our own yeah. conversations it was like our own little world you know but it's it's we you know when we talk about certain things like for you right now you're struggling with teaching because you have oh God, yeah. so many of the students that libby would be you know that were her friends are in the middle school now yeah and you have them coming up or saying hi and you know you're trying to navigate that whole thing and and when we have those conversations you're like oh do you remember such and such well that wasn't something that libby and i talked about a lot we yeah didn't talk about her classmates true. nearly as much as you guys did um we talk a lot more about music and and just life i think um yeah. not that you guys didn't talk about life but that was our conversations we just talked about like you know what we were feeling what we were thinking you know like she would bring up just things about school but i think you heard it you know because you picked her up every day you know she came to the school you heard here's how my day was and i got the every that day every and single like day picking up every day from dance right. hearing about dance friends right. and yeah and now they are all in my middle school yeah. where every single day which is why that's my second year struggle like right. along with all the stuff that we already talked about it's Libby should be in the middle school this year where I work and seeing all of her friends and classmates there every day when she's not there. It has been so hard. Like on one hand, I love the fact that I have so many of her friends yeah. coming up to me and giving me hugs and it's Libby's mom. Like every single day as I walk in and out of the building, it's Libby's mom. And it's like, yeah, yeah, but it's every single day. Like I'm, yeah. I'm grateful, but then it's just like, oh, like every day. So you, yeah, you had that not only with the students, but like you yeah. said, the the dance family as well. Yeah. You know, I was not 
nearly as involved on a day-to-day basis with the dance family stuff so you're you have a much different relationship and know a lot of the girls on a more detailed basis i heard names and i heard stories but i didn't get the everyday picking up yeah but practice. you guys had all the adventures no we did we didn't don't that's, <laughs> what, that's that's kind of my point my point is that it, it's we had a very different relationship yeah. and and it's not i i am aware of what you're going through and i try and keep tabs on that kind of stuff and the things that might be triggering you and yeah we we definitely you know i still can't listen to music i i struggle listening to any music whatsoever nope it's it's nearly impossible for me to enjoy it and i used to love i used to love music singing in the car all that stuff can't do it all the time i can't listen to hamilton I did early on. I I would, it was almost a connection. I would listen to Hamilton. I would listen to um, Greatest Showman. Um, You know, the things that we enjoyed together. A lot of the Disney movie. Encanto. You know, that was right before she passed was, you know, she was huge into the Encanto soundtrack and listening to that. And, and I did early on. I listened to it, and it was it was almost like a it was a helpful thing at that time. But now I I can't I can't I can't listen to anything. It's it's rare that I turn music on, and if I do, inevitably a song comes up that she and I used to listen to, and it just freaking wipes me out. Yeah, and I can't can't do it, and it sucks because, like I said, I love it was music. such a big part it was, of your life. Yeah, I mean. When we were driving, that's all we did was sing and have have a great time. And um, yeah, I just I, I I haven't been able to do that. So you know, it's like uh, yesterday it was a good example. You know, we went I went hiking with a couple of friends, and um, we went on a trail that was one that the kids and I had done several times, and it was it's a beautiful trail. Um, but you know, at one point, my friend asked me, like, you know, how does this affect you? You know, because this was something you did with Libby. And, and you know, I, I the whole, almost the whole time, as soon as I got there, I had had Libby with me. Um, I take her on most places I go. That's not work. But, um, you know, I was just in my pocket the whole time, just yeah. rubbing my stone and these are and stone I, we had stones made out of libby's ashes and yeah. we carry mine, them with us mine's very dirty right now it I is should, very dirty I give her a bath. <laughs> <You> should... <laughs> she needs a bath but you know and, and it was funny because at the time that that my friend asked me about it um you know I, I was holding i had libby out of my pocket i was holding her and i was actually thinking about her because i was like I remember, you know, it's it's funny when when we go on certain trails that we used to do. I can remember certain conversations or certain things that we did at that time, um, and it's it's helpful. But it, at the same time, it's painful too yeah. to not have her there. So. I don't know how long we're going to go. We're almost at 45 minutes yet. Kim says, I wish I could give you guys a big old hug. Thank you, Kim. Hug you back. Yeah. 
we appreciate it. Yeah. It's yeah. I don't know. Second year is definitely for me. It definitely is ringing true with, um, you know, that idea. I don't, I don't know. And I am, I feel like I am regressing in my grief a little bit. Um, I have been struggling for probably a good two months now. We need to work on that. The holidays yeah. aren't going to help. The holidays, no, the holidays aren't helping. And like I said, this. the house is, you know, really hitting me hard as well. And, um, you know, just moving on, I guess, is, is one thing that I, I'm kind of struggling with is I don't want to, I kind of don't want to do it, you know, but, um, yeah. Well, that's normal. I know. I know. It's just, it just sucks. I do feel like I'm going backwards. I do feel, you know, one of the things that I really struggled with early on was being able to wholly be up in my mind and, um, visually, um, be able to conjure, bring up a memory or something like that. Um, and it got better. I was able to kind of have those memories and not break down all the time. And my mind is going back to a place where I can't, I can't pull it up. Drink your dirty water. Ah. Yeah, I think it's the mind blocking some of the, yeah, the pain and trying to stop me from getting there. Survival mode. Yeah. You need to feel that shit. I know. And I try and this is good. Get it out. Get I know. It. it is. Get it out. It's, Talking is yeah. good. It's like Talking you know. to the, the random strangers yeah. <laughs> on the strangers. internet. Yeah. <laughs> um no, it, it's um it's definitely you know, I, I, I go in waves and I have moments where I just completely break down like once a week, but uh otherwise I do I do struggle with certain things I have to force myself to look at pictures to bring up the memories but yeah. once i once i start looking at the pictures then it just all floods back yeah and and it, it releases it so but, do you like when you said once a week you break down in tears is that like random is it something that hits you that makes you cry or is it one of those times where you do start looking consciously at stuff because that's what i do i almost block out stuff yeah. and then you have a set like time. I can't go. I've stopped going on my personal social media. I still go on my professional social media, but my personal social media, I'm barely on there anymore because it's so hard for me. I'm because I'm friends with so many of Libby's friends and their parents, and it's just constant posts of like, this is what my girls are doing, and this is this is what Libby's friends are doing, and all these things that they're getting to do that she's not getting to do, and it's just so many reminders that I kind of just avoid that when I can, or just scroll really fast <laughs> through everything. If I do get on there for some sort of reason and I'll find myself even like, you know, like the memories will pop up and Google photos. And the majority of the time I will be like, Nope, Nope, Nope. I'll like, I'll close everything and I won't look at it. But then I will have like one day of the week. Usually it's Sundays, Sunday evenings where I just pull it all up and I look at everything and then I just cry and sob while I'm looking at all of that stuff. But it's, it's like a set time. Yeah. Like I said, like I tell people it like builds and builds and builds and builds and builds. And then you feel like you've 
got to release it. Yeah. Like you have to release it or else you're just going to go nuts. Yeah. And then it kind of starts all over. Yeah. And I don't, I don't have a set time, but that's very much what happens. Yeah. Like something builds up um, or like, you know, Friday night I was looking, looking up where um, my friends and I wanted to go hiking and I was trying to find the name of that trail. Um, and of course I pulled that up and then realized that I've got all these pictures from us walking that trail mm. and, you know, um, the memories just start going and just, and then I also found the last hike, you know, that we did, yeah. um, the last hike we did before she passed, which was, you know, maybe a week and a half before she passed. And, um, that was the one that just freaking tipped me over the edge and i got this one this morning on the trampoline this was the six years ago i don't know if you can see that my ring light in there that looks terrible but yeah this popped up in my photos and it was like a whole video and i had it came up with a video of me like recording her doing back bends and she's giggling and laughing and i'm like good job and i'm like oh i just miss that so much yeah Jess says, love you. Hope this helps not only your healing, but the healing of others in the same awful boat you're in. Oh, thank you, Jess. Love you. You keep me sane at work. <laughs> so thank you. Nope. All right. We're at 50 minutes. You guys heard enough. Does anyone have any questions or anything for us? Or is there anything else you want to throw out about second year stuff? No. Not, not really. For me, the verdict's out. I, I wouldn't say that it's worse. I would say that it's different. Yeah. I think it's it's a reality now. I think that's the best yeah. way to describe it. It's it's the new reality and it's it's very much setting in. Um and it sucks. <laughs> we'll we'll call each other. Like I said, we're like each other's biggest support system. So I can just call him and be like, oh having a terrible Libby day today and he knows exactly what I mean. And, you know, we'll just listen to me vent about what happened. And I totally forget where I was going with that, yeah. but <laughs> about how our brains work. I know it is brief brain, but yeah, I'll just call you and you get it. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I appreciate um, the fact that we have each other. It's it's nice to have, you know, again, you go back to how we decided to co-parent together and the relationship that that created. Um, it's helped us. You know, you hear a lot about people who lose children that end up getting divorced because they yeah. can't deal with whatever it is. Um, uh, we very much, uh, for us, it was luckily the opposite. We had a good relationship prior to it. Um, and it's only been strengthened by the fact that, um, you know, we have each other to kind of talk through when yeah. we're, when we're struggling and that's, it's important. Um, I remembered where I was going. <laughs> oh, okay. Go ahead. Before you forget. I know before I forget again, yeah. I remembered. So I was going to say, we call each yeah. other and we're each other's support systems and, it's funny because I feel like the thing that we've been saying the most is after like a long day, we'll just text the other one or call the other one every now and then and be like, so 
guess this is my life. <laughs> I so this is my life now. All right. And it's just that sinking in of like, huh. Yeah. Suppose this is what it is. Yeah. yeah. For it's... me, it's a mix because I love what I'm doing with, you know, my grief work and my book and all of these things that I've always wanted to do yeah. that I enjoy doing. And then I guess that's kind of like my house. Yeah. It's like the house for you yeah. is all of this work for me. It's like I wouldn't get to do any of this if if I hadn't lost libs. Right. And that sucks, but I just choose to look at it like she's still making me happy. She's still giving me gifts, even yeah. though she's not here. You know? Yeah, and I, I'm the same way. I do that at so times. So I thank her. It's, it's, like, thank you. It is a gift. She is taking care of us, but um, I'd sure as hell like to have her back instead. No kidding. True that. Yeah. True that. All right. Well, just remember to hug your kids, people. Hug your children. You never know. You never know what. Everyone you know, that you love. Happen. Yeah. Every, Say, you know, tell but, people that you love them all yeah. the time. And and going to the men out there, um, it's okay to show emotion. Um, it's healthy to show emotion. Um, we don't need to be this um, man who doesn't show emotion, doesn't cry, doesn't do any of that stuff. Um, it's healthy to for other people to know how you feel about them truly um it's um something that i am you know i try and always tell my boys i love them all the time um i tell my mom and my dad i do it a lot more now than i did um and not not with the kids but with my own my family my brother sister you know i i really didn't say that kind of stuff to to them uh as much in the past and and i do every time now because it's important um it's important that people understand how you feel about them because you never know you never know when they're going to be gone absolutely so all right i think that's a good place to wrap up cheers cool cheers to the first episode of morning coffee so like i said i'm going to be trying to make this a weekly thing question mark maybe every other week we'll see how it goes. But if you enjoyed this, let me know um, if there are any topics you want me to talk about or any people you want me to talk to. I'm sure I will drag your butt back here <laughs> every now and then to check in. So thank you for doing this. Well, I, I think it's so important for people to see men talking about this stuff. I think it is too. I think it's, again, society just is we've built this idea that men aren't allowed to show emotion. And there, there is a lot of stuff out there in social media now talking about men mm -hmm. and, and being able to express your feelings and how important it is and how we tend to bottle things up, all the stresses that we have in life. Like we're not allowed to show weakness and um, you know, we're all, we're all human yeah. and we all feel the stresses of life, whether it's work stuff going on or family stuff that you're struggling with. It's all, important to um kind of get out for men and uh again big cry baby here so uh i cry all the time yeah, you, and, you know stupid commercials and whatever else but uh it, it's it's okay that's not a bad thing yeah that's a good thing it is okay all right we're rambling again rambling we're rambling awesome take us out the music slow right jam <laughs>
thank you guys for tuning in and we will see you next time. Thanks. Bye everybody. We all know that grief can leave us feeling alone, unmotivated, and even hopeless. That's why I'm so proud to have partnered with Help Text to provide a full year of ongoing expert support to my subscribers. Help Text has individualized support for caregivers, people dealing with a difficult diagnosis, or grieving the loss of a loved one, pregnancy, or even a pet. You answer questions at sign up to get specific support just for you, including two texts per week and even extra texts on special or difficult days like birthdays or anniversaries. And the best part is if you sign up using the site linked in my description, you'll get a 10% discount off of your subscription. Thank you so much to Help Text for offering this deal to my subscribers. When life gets hard, getting support from Help Text is easy.